Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hi, I'm Sam. And I'm Erica. We are the Sugarcraft Junkies and this is our podcast. It's for professionals, home bakers and everyone in between. Each month, we'll bring you the latest news, trends, ones to watch, and so much more. In this episode, we'll be talking about all things royal icing, so stay tuned. But before we get onto the royal icing, we got a new thing. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> we start with the cake duchess then. Yeah, it's a lovely email back from Etty. Hi, Etty. Regarding her uh, her new venture, yeah. yeah, she's got some fantastic online classes that she's just put up at Patreon. Patreon com yes. forward slash cake duchess cake underscore duchess they look fantastic classes yeah they've got little models yeah so if anyone doesn't know what patreon is it's a monthly subscription service that a lot of people use it's almost like crowd a cross between crowdfunding and sponsorship and subscription service so it's a, a roundup for all of those sort of things and her patreon so patreon is p-a-t-r-e-o-n anybody who wasn't sure what we were saying yeah that's a good one <laughs> yeah um so yeah three three euros a month is not going to set you back much is it no what else have we got we have got and lizzie lou have got some new cookie embosses and stamps that are out now oh yes i'm very excited about this so i got to meet with henry who is lizzie's uh, brother um it's a lovely family business and they've they've been going for about 18 months and they've got these fantastic cookie cutters bosses and uh, and stamps um and i like the fact that you can custom get ones custom made as well yeah so they've, they've got two designs so there's clear ones which are the embossers and when you push them into your paste they leave a design that sticks out yeah so it's raised so isn't it's it? raised. Yeah, it's so it's good piped it on there perhaps um, and most of them are cookie size, so the embossers are eight centimeters across, yep. and they're seven pound fifty each. Um, or you can get a custom one made for thirty, is it thirteen fifty? Yeah, from yeah, from twelve twelve fifty no, for the stamps, and thirteen fifty for the embossers. Yeah, both for custom. So you can do your own logo, you can do a name and an age. Most of the ones that they're selling are words, so you've got always and forever. Um, I think there's got, a Mr and Mrs. Yeah, Mr and Mrs. You've got some baby feet. You've got thing. I love you, Mum. Perfect nice for designs. Mother's Day. Yeah, perfect for Mother's Day. They're very nice designs. What's your scrolling on your phone, Erica? Yes. Um, could you tell us what the website is? Yes, it is Lissy Lou. So L I S S I E L O U dot com. Brilliant. It's their website, which you can buy direct from Lissy Lou, which is always nice as it's a small business. It means they actually get all the money themselves. Yes, that's fantastic. Produced in the UK as well. Um, I'm sorry, yes, pulpit. Yes, so they've got a few new things coming out soon. We've got a filleteer. Yeah, so both of these things, filleteer, they've shown on Instagram as coming out soon. So we don't have prices, we don't have a release date because they're not actually available just yet. But we will bring that to you yes. as soon as we know. Yes. These look nice. I am interested in these. It these... looks like you can have a dummy tear in the middle of your cake. But you can just fill it up with stuff. Yeah, so these are clear perspex and they've got sharp... Imagine like a sharp-edged clear of a cake. 
Um, somewhere between a separator that would have previously been polystyrene that you might push flowers into. These are clear perspex. They've got a lid which comes off so you can fill them up with stuff. Well, they're acrylic, not perspex. Um, and then obviously put the lid back on and then use that filled tier as either a cake stand or a tier in the middle of your cake. And they've got eight by six ones, which has been used as... Oh, the 8x6 has got to be the That's middle tier the, there, the, hasn't the it? Tier, yeah, because yeah. that would actually look like a cake tier. Yeah. And there's shorter ones which they've used as stands, 10 inch by 4 inch and a 12 inch by 4 inch as I well. I love the fact that you can tailor that to the colour of your cake that you've got. Yes. You can put lights in it. Do not put fish in it. <laughs> <laughs> no live animals. You can imagine putting the little sprinkles, the sparkly kind of bits in yeah. and you know with a with a few lights that yeah, would be nice and it would be a really good way to add fresh flowers yes without, without having to touch the cake this simple acrylic cake display is the reusable solution for matching any color scheme or party theme the cake display comes with a removable lid it is not suitable for dishwashers hand wash with a clean cloth acrylic will scratch easily handle with care fantastic mm. and they've got a Sweet. new yeah, what are they called? Sweet decor pastel brush strokes. It's a bit of a mouthful, isn't it? It is. But I love what they've done with them. Yeah, so, so these are, if you imagine candy melts and you've used a paintbrush to make a brush stroke. I've seen people do this before. You make the brush stroke, you let it dry, you peel it off and you stick it on your cake. It's yep. sticking up or around the side and you create a bit of an abstract design. They've created a range of these. Um in a variety of colours. They've also used them around the edge of the cake, like you might do Kit Kats or chocolate fingers around the edge of a chocolatey cake. Yep. They look quite attractive. I quite like the picture that they've done with white ones, yes. uh, where they've used it as a swan. Yes, they've done it as the wings of a swan. Yeah, so that looks really beautiful, quite nice. actually. I think there's, there's quite a bit of scope that you can do with those, and if you just want to hide the side of your cake and you don't like it, <laughs> they all work perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah I think for somebody who wants an instant uh, yeah, finish quick. to their cake or a party kids parties yes. they'll work perfectly yeah so we look forward to those um, yes we'll let you know when yeah. we find out how much they are and when they're coming out so over to you I believe you've been playing with some um, flower paste I have yeah so since we last spoke I have been very busy I have been to I spent the long weekend in Madeira which is rather lovely for my yes. sister on the 30th was it nice? It was very nice. Warm. It was 21 degrees. Um, I did a demo last night for Sutton and Cheam BSG. How did it go? Away. That went really well. They really did you take it. your lettuce? I didn't take my lettuce, no, because I couldn't get it to work properly and I had too much to show already. So I'd gone wild <laughs> and like made all these different um, ingredients, essentially, for the Chinese takeaway. So I did like a chow mein yep. and did all the different oh, cool. veg and I did prawns and some meat and all that sort of thing. So I showed them loads of different bits of how to make and then put it all together in a little takeaway. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, so that went yeah. really well. That was good fun. Excellent. I bought some Simply Heaven flower paste. So I've not tried this paste before. I've, I was recommended it by Jan Clark. I think she came to do a demo at our branch and was using it. And Jan was Clark does flowers. flowers. Sugar flowers. Um, Simply Heaven is, I believe, made in the UK. One of the cake decorating online stores has started stocking them now. I can't remember okay. which one it is, but if you buy direct from Simply Heaven, then you get free postage, and it's actually quite cheap. I bought a 200 gram pack of white, which was two pound ninety, and an mm-hmm. 80 gram pack of green for two forty, and it's free postage. Which well, that's really good, isn't flour it? Flour paste is quite heavy. It's heavy. Yeah. yeah, it's quite a soft paste isn't it yeah. so you get time if you're somebody that needs a little bit more time to work with it 
it's an ideal paste for you. Yeah. So I'd rolled out this bit of paste, rolled it into a sort of a cone, or not even a cone, like a hollow cone. I'd, yep. I'd rolled it up. Bit like, okay, bit yep. like a fish and chip type cone. Yep. Um, and then left it to set for yep. a bit and then came up back to it after about an hour and pushed the edges back and it was fine it didn't crack and then came back to it after about an hour again and moved it again and it still didn't crack so it gives you quite so a it lot gives you of time quite a long working time but it also held its shape quite well it feels quite dry to me we just we said it feels a bit like platinum paste yes so if you like platinum paste yes perhaps give this a go it comes in resealable packets as well which is quite handy i like that yeah yeah, yeah. But lots of nice colors as well so there's the white one the colors are in 80 gram sizes it seems to be i want to say it's about 20 different colors it's also gluten-free and vegetarian doesn't say that it's vegan i don't think it is because the ingredients say sugar glucose egg albumin and cornstarch okay i quite liked that i'm looking forward to using it properly i've got Um, a demo on saturday where i will be using it i'm doing succulents down in folkestone are you now? I am, yes. Oh, oh I do like your succulent. I, I, I know not your succulents. Do you? Thanks. What have you been up to? I tried to have a go at making that new sugar sheet technique. Oh, this. this is sugar yeah. and liquid glucose. Okay. You can colour it. I didn't, but it is very sticky. I had, so I had 100 grams of granulated sugar yeah. and 130 grams of liquid glucose. That sounds like a lot. It is. <laughs> it is a lot. I'd watched different tutorials. This one seemed quite good, so I thought I'd give it a whirl. So I put it all in and I thought, well, this does look very, very sticky and didn't quite know how it was going to yeah. come out. I mixed it all together, found a silicon mat, scraped it all out onto there. Um, now, the lady that I saw do this used a palette knife. Mm. Some of them use a rolling pin, some use a palette knife. So I thought I'd go with the palette knife because... I've stored my rolling pins somewhere. Um, <laughs> Very and, safe. Yeah. On the basis, I've got probably about 10. Yeah. And I couldn't find any of them. So I thought, I'll, I'll go with the pallet knife. Seems like a good idea. So uh, you have to hold the mat with one hand because for fear of shooting it across the floor, once you've actually got the, the sticky substance on your mat and you're pallet knifing it away. I made it as I made it a reasonable size. Mm. It was probably at least seven, probably about eight inches okay. long by about five or six inches deep. Yeah. So you got quite, a, you got a reasonable amount. The problem I found with the palette knife was that I couldn't get an even depth okay. across because it sticks to the palette knife every time yeah. you lift it, it's stuck. But I don't know. I mean, it gave it quite a nice texture. Yeah. So uh, after I've done that, more granulated sugar across the top. Yeah. And pop it on a baking tray into the oven um, for, I think it was only about 10 minutes or so. It wasn't very long. Okay. On a low, on a low oven. Yeah. 100. I then took it out. So this is where it gets interesting because I wanted to move it onto my work surface, which is cold. Yeah. Because I wanted it to set. Yeah. However, you're moving something that's quite liquid and it's got even more liquid uh, from the heat yeah. off a baking tray, which has got a lip on the side. So immediately I <laughs> lifted it, it kind of all started to slope down in one direction. And this lovely flat piece that I started out with had like more of a wave effect. Okay. So I'll go with this. It's yeah. fine. I'll go with it. It's an experiment. Put it on the work surface. So it started to dry quite nicely. Once you've dried it, you can peel it. Okay. So you bang off all of the excess sugar and you can just peel it, peel it off. And yeah. it's really flexible, except I now have a wave effect yeah. in mine. So if I was going to do that again, I would flip my baking tray upside down. 
okay. and I'd put yeah, it without the lip size. so I can just shoot it onto the work surface to dry. Um, but I wasn't happy with it, so in my world, I go and scrunch it all back up and put it in a pot and then shove it back in the microwave thinking, I know what, well, it's just sugar and glucose. Let's just melt it again and see if you can do it again because I don't want to waste it. Yeah, yeah. So... I then put it back, did the whole process again, put it back in the oven. Um, this time I did try and roll it. I used a, uh, I found a wooden rolling pin. So I used a roll, wooden rolling pin, uh, put another sheet on top though mm. because it'll stick. The problem I had was I couldn't get a completely level surface. I did have some dips okay. and it was quite hard to get that out. Put some more sugar on and then put it back in the oven and tried the process again. Uh, but it wasn't quite as successful. A lot of the sugar fell off and I had um, air bubbles. And I suppose you've got a lot more sugar in it than what you started because the first time yes. you sprinkled some over the top and then you've mixed that in. So. Yeah, but I thought, oh, well, it's minimal. Yeah. We'll just add a bit more in. So what else have you been up to then? Right, well, I've been down to uh, Reading to the Medeski Stadium. Mm. So very exciting. To the Cake Professional Conference. Very nice. Yes, which unfortunately you couldn't go to, could no, you? Because you were enjoying was, the sun. I wasn't enjoying the sun. I was on an aeroplane, but yeah, I was coming back here. <laughs> so, so we went down on Sunday. When I say we, I went with another cakey friend of mine, Kate Feekins from Kate Feekins Cake Designs. We stayed overnight in the Voco Hotel. It was very nice. Mm-hmm. The conference was on the Monday. Okay. Um, let me just consult my notes because... I have a head like a sieve. (laughs) Were you there with your pen writing down everything you've done in case you forgot? Uh, Yes. Well, actually, I I also had my phone and I was like trying to type it in very quickly. So I I know I'm going to go to sleep and I'll forget. (laughs) It's a conference for professional registered and insured cake makers who run a business. Okay. You don't have to be a big business. Mm -hmm. You can be a small business. You can go along. And it's a great day. Um, It's a day where you can be yourself there's no pretenses no one was selling anything Uh, so cake stuff were the guys who sponsored the event um there was uh people from fractal there was uh, natalie porter was there various members of the sugar craft guild that i kept bumping into (laughs) um there so there was a whole host of people that came along uh, so it was run by Christine and Phil Jensen from Proborium so we had this guy called Tom Answer yeah that came and he runs the vintage suit hire company he was talking about customers okay how you go the extra mile uh, for your customer what makes them want to come back to you what okay. makes you stand out so um, we then had a talk by a lady called Maddie Jones uh, you find her on Instagram as Maddie Shine, SEO with a search engine optimization. optimization. <laughs> um, that was a really, really interesting for somebody who is a bit of a techno numpty. Uh, then we had um, a lovely lady who came to talk. She was a lawyer, mm. did a bit of a, a talk. Her business is off to see my lawyer.com. <laughs> <laughs> And she had a whole wealth of legal knowledge that you might want to, you know, get in contact with a lawyer about 
your terms and conditions, oh. making sure that everything is documented, written down, trademarking, yeah. anything along those lines. Yeah, because I suppose although we're thinking cake decorators, actually the conference is for far more than that. You've got shops in there, you've got hire companies, you've got yep. manufacturers, you've got cake the whole range. schools, yeah. You, yeah, you name it. So some are going to have more needs. Strange for... podcasters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then we had three intensives in the afternoon. Okay. So you could pick what you wanted As to the do. the morning was like a set schedule and then... Yep, so we all sat together in the morning and then we all went off into little groups. My intensity, I was very PR and media orientated. So we'd look, they're a quick 20 minutes. Mm. And then, yeah, so we so we all went away, came back in the evening for the award ceremony, mm. which was very nice. Uh, we had the lovely Cherish Finden. I have seen her in everyone's the... pictures. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, from MasterChef. The professionals was yes yeah. yes Cherish was lovely uh, so she was giving out the awards the rest of the evening was spent milling around and again networking and talking to people okay. food in the evening okay. I haven't mastered how to hold a glass of Prosecco and a bowl of food and a fork <laughs> and, and eat and drink at the same yeah. time I, so we, uh, I did also at one point have to eat a very nice chicken dish with two forks Sounds like being at work. (laughs) It's only knives. If anyone listened to the last podcast, uh, I was very concerned about chipping a nail, which clearly I didn't. They're still on. They're nice. I know the fact I've actually got almost. They're fantastic. So yeah, I'm quite pleased. I might just see how long I can get them to. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to lay across a car later and see (laughs) my blend. Uh, so yeah uh, next conference is on the 1st of March next year so I'm sure details will be out um, you can find them on the cakeprofessionals.com or on Facebook or on Instagram mm. so if you're interested keep an eye out yeah. for our main feature today we are discussing all things royal icing yes I think we were wittering on about it a couple <laughs> of weeks ago so I've done a little bit of research onto the history um, of royal icing because I suppose we should go back from when it began or at least when we think it might have begun Uh, so I thought I'd start by looking at the Oxford English Dictionary the definition of royal icing is a hard white layer that covers a fruit cake made with sugar and the white part of eggs, with apparently the first reference being mentioned as Borella's Court and Country Confectioner in 1770. Wow, that is early. It was originally just known as white icing. Yes. Before we got to the <clears throat> royal. But the royal, I think, is largely agreed in many places that it got its term royal from Victoria. Yes, Queen Victoria. From her from her wedding cake in 1840. Just in case you want that little snippet of information, <laughs> her cake was 300 pounds in weight. Good lord! I was going to say in costs, and even then, that's no, it's, it's <laughs> a lot of money back then as 300, well. 300 pounds in weight, nine foot round. Can nine you foot. nine foot round? Can you imagine? How did they bake it? I can't even imagine nine <laughs> foot. Like yeah, it's all your six foot. Like. Yeah. How did they move it into the room? Would it, was it on trolley? Would it, maybe it was like made in situ. Yeah. <laughs> it would be so stale, wouldn't it, by the time they finished? It's got to have been built in pieces, hasn't it, and all stacked yeah. together and iced as one piece. You'd think so, wouldn't you? It was 34 inches in diameter. 
Oh, so nine foot was the height? Nine foot. Oh. Oh. Yeah, I that's got to be. Like yeah, that's good. Foot no, like it's got to be. Actually, do you know what? I've, yeah. <laughs> Actually, do you know what? I've got nine foot round here, but maybe it was nine foot high. It yeah. was 34 inches in diameter, okay. even though that's a whopper. What's that in feet then? Three foot something. Oh, don't ask me to convert. Because 12, 12 inches is a foot, isn't it? Yeah. Is it? One, one, two, one, two, three, four, three, three, twelve, and thirty-six. Yeah, so about so three. So three. Um, foot. No, this is all wrong now. This is what confusing have you me. What have so you I've got four. <laughs> I didn't sleep. <laughs> Fourteen inches deep. I've got. Yeah, that's fine. So maybe that's per tier. Oh yes, what not a... the entire cake. See, see, I'm glad <laughs> Eric is here. <laughs> a nine foot wide. Yeah, cake that's I'm just. just... <laughs> <laughs> I just read these things I write them down going oh yes those dimensions they sound good huge but you know I still can't imagine making it though no <laughs> it would um, yeah it would be quite a whopper wouldn't it so Christine Flynn uh, she mentions on her website that the majority of royal ice techniques comes from around a handful of confectioners from the late 1800s and early 1900s oh wow um, there was a guy who I really can't possibly mention because I will just burst out laughing um, because he's he was German. Okay, I'm going to mention him now because I can't I can't not can I? But he was Herr Willy. I assume that's how you'd say it, as opposed to Herr Willy. <laughs> <laughs> and even that sounds wrong, doesn't it? Yeah. So I kind of skipped over that because I knew that that would go badly. <laughs> Anyway, moving swiftly on, uh, but he had a lot to do with um, the original techniques and stuff. Okay. And and if you wish to read about Herr Willy or Willy, <laughs> <laughs> then go and go and search out Christine Flynn yeah, <laughs> on, on the internet. <laughs> don't don't Google Herr Willy. <laughs> this could get you into trouble. I don't want to be. <laughs> I don't want any reports of everyone Googling. No. It's, it's a medium that lasts for a long time. And as uh, Nicholas Lodge uh, wrote about on his blog, um, there's a wedding cake that is still in existence. It's the world's oldest surviving wedding cake, made in 1898. Mm. Wow. No longer white, you'd yeah. be surprised. Yeah. It's a shade <laughs> of brown. Beige. <laughs> It's it survives. Two world wars had a massive crack up it, and it was in a bakery in Basingstoke. It was in a family I'm sure bakery. I've heard of this, you know, yeah. in a cupboard somewhere. And they, yeah, and they put it. Um, <clears throat> they gave it to uh, a museum who then worked on it. So it was the Willis Museum. Clearly, everything that I am working, I've been researching, has some kind of W. <laughs> <Willy> reference. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to stoop that low, Erica. <laughs> So anyway, two two conservat you call them conservators conservators. They're clearly not conservatories. Not conservatory conservators. <laughs> That's <laughs> we're going down here. Conservation. Yeah, those those yeah. people, the people that stop it from deteriorating yeah. further, worked on it, and they've stopped it deteriorating further by uh, using silicon gel. Oh, okay. And it's now it's now been preserved. So, mm. should you wish to. Um, go and see 
Is that still in the UK? It is in the UK, yeah. Um, the bakery closed in 1964, so it went over, well, actually, it was quite a long time ago. So yeah. they've had it for quite a long time at the museum, yeah, in this Willis Museum, mm. if you want to go and find out. So the recipe for royal icing has largely remained the same mm. over the years, although I'll let you kind of talk about yeah. the variations in um, in how we make it now. But yeah, so it's it's always largely been a white powdered icing, yeah, which we call icing sugar, and and egg whites. But obviously now you can make it without yeah, the egg white. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess. Even though it's been around a long time, since we're saying 17-something, yep. for the first at least couple of hundred years, it would have been out of reach of the everyday person because they it would have, been have had access to sugar thing. because it would have been very expensive yep. and shipped from abroad. And if they had got access to enough sugar, to, they'd have had enough to either make a cake or decorate it, and not both. Yep. And now it's accessible to everybody. Yeah. What a difference yeah. time so has made. So maybe that's why it kind of took off a bit more post-war because obviously things would have stopped quite a lot yes for the war there wouldn't have been access sugar was rationed yes all that sort of thing yes big beforehand tails off during the war because of lack of sugar and then starts to pick up again a bit it's funny hasn't it it's, it's had it's got a long shelf life as in you know we still use it today yeah but it became really well used yeah um until the whole sugar paste thing kind of kicked in and now we use royal icing in different ways yeah and so i think probably i've mentioned a few people that i think are noteworthy um one of one of whom of course has to be eddie spence he's you know his book the art of royal icing which is currently sitting over there um says so a unique guide to cake decorating by a world class tutor. Well, I don't think that's overselling it even slightly. He is a world class tutor. Yeah, and it's got some fantastic stuff in there. Yeah. Um, it's a very hefty book. It's yeah. hardback, technique split down bit by bit. Yeah. Uh, but when I want to dip into royal icing, I go to that, that book. That is my go-to. There's some there's some fantastic images, aren't there, throughout well all of the books that that we've got here. Yeah. The thing I like about this one is that because it's more recent, there's a lot of color photography. Yeah. And the photography is that much clearer because it's in colour yes. rather than black and white where you get the shadows and you can't necessarily tell what's yeah. shadow and what's not. Um, he has a DVD of the book, which if you haven't seen him is well worth buying. But the book's better in the sense that if you want to dip into a certain part, you can just flip through yeah. and find it rather than have to sit down. And you've got templates at the back yeah, as there's well. there's templates for everything. But yeah. it, for me, it is, is the first go-to book. What other classes have you done then in Royal Icing? Was it just your PME... And what, what was it at PME that you did, or where? I did it at a cake school in Maidstone. So it covered royal icing your cakes. Mm. It covered a lot of the piping techniques. So we had to produce a board which had... You had to do your dots and your shells and your little snail trail. Oh. So you had to produce a board with all these okay. um, different techniques. A bit like an embroidery sampler, but yes, royal icing. Yeah, just like that. Covered many cakes so that's a bit um, unnoticeable like, is the covering of the cake yeah. I have never eaten so much fruitcake in my life it's royal icing but you but you make these cakes and like, what do you do with them I could have kept them stack them to make them nine foot tall yeah. and then just see how long they last yeah <laughs> 
it was a good foundation okay. of raw icing for me. I've done little <laughs> random bits here and there. So I think the first piping course I did was with Mavis Grimwade from my branch, who used to be a tutor for adult education, and she taught for a long time until she retired. Oh, okay. So that's Orpington branch, mm. isn't it? That's yeah. the Sugar Craft Guild Sugar we're Craft talking about. Yeah. And she taught me and a couple of other ladies from the branch, and we went round to her house and had a session with just the three of us, and she taught us the absolute basics, and we paid like £10 or something each. It was an absolute See, that's brilliant. That's what afternoon. you need, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, she was fantastic. And then after that, I did a, I think it was like a three-day thing at some, in Crayford. I don't, it must have been Bexley Adult Education. Okay. But it was over three weekends, so it was like two hours, yep. three times yep. over. And that was in extension work. Yeah, love extension work. I love work. extension work, but yes. we didn't do it on cakes. So oh, we didn't have to bring a cake. No, I just used the side, the side <laughs> of my packet of, um, of icing sugar. <laughs> yeah. It was like... If you don't, just practice on something upright. <laughs> just practice like doing lines. And if you yeah. want to do something to keep, then we'll do it on the side of a cake. But you don't need one to practice. You just need something you know, straight. You never think of that, do no. you? Then I did. I did a class with Eddie Spence at uh, Squire's Kitchen. And what I liked about the way he taught was um, he'd hold your hand if you didn't get what he was... If you couldn't explain what he was saying. He'd, so he'd hold the piping bag and he'd be like, okay, you're, you're squeezing too soon, you're not squeezing soon enough. And would hold over the top of your hand so he so could, could tell feel when he was squeezing. Like, oh, I need to squeeze now. Oh, I need to let go now. Oh, I need to move in this direction. Which oh, was wow. actually quite useful because you can't always see what someone else is doing because if, they, if it's not a big movement, you can't no. see it by watching. If you yeah. don't understand how they're explaining it, to actually wow. have someone like move your hand and guide yeah. it for you is actually quite useful. So yeah, I like that. And are there any particular, can you mix any colour into royal icing? Yes. So you can use any paste colour, any gel colour, you can mix any dust. Any colours you want into it, it depends on what you want to do with it as right. to whether that's suitable or not. The other class is Skill School, Skill School through the British Sugarcraft Guild. I've been a couple of times and it's been Jan Thorpe yes. who's taught them. She's, She's a fantastic good. teacher. Probably not very well known, but my God, is it worth it. I've learned so much there. I think I've learned the most there because it's more than one day so yeah. it's been either two days or three days and it's residential so you don't go home afterwards and is no it down in is it in London um, she does that's it, or in is Canterbury it? that I've been to but they've also got them up north in Cobra Hill in I want to say Scarborough Okay. Somewhere near your oh, but I'm sure you'd find it on the Sugarcraft Guild yeah, website yeah, if you were interested. Yeah. yeah, and you can do non-residential if you live locally, then obviously it's not worth you paying to stay yeah. over. But because you've done sort of three days back to back with nothing else to distract you, and you've sat there and done it for longer than you would have done at home because yeah. you've got bored or had to go somewhere or had to do something, yeah. you learn so much more. Yeah. So it is something that I've looked at and thought, oh, really? Do you know what? Doing it's that. worth it. Even if you know what you're doing, it's worth it because there will always be different levels. So there'll be a sort of a beginner level, an intermediate one, and a more advanced. Yeah, I'm not option. sure which one I would um, be best at going into. That's the. Um, I'd always feel like intermediate oh, at least. You're not a total beginner. Yeah, it's knowing where yeah. where it's pitched. Yeah, at. but you don't have to decide before you book. It's literally a case of there are these oh, okay. three designs, and yep. this is the easier one. This is the intermediate yep. one, and this is the harder one. Do what. Oh, I might have a nosy on now. Um, yeah. Have a look around. That is the best, honestly, the best Royal Icing class that I've been on because you've got a lot of, although well, it was a relatively big group, so I think there's probably like 15 people maybe. Okay. You've got one tutor plus a couple of assistants, so yeah. there's always someone you can around ask. to help. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. That is what So, so what time. other um, classes have you got down there? Uh, well, I've tried to look and see where still does Royal Icing classes, and I'm sure there are lots of individuals who are doing little things locally mm. but they're not necessarily going to come up on search results no. on Google or anything no. like that so PME still do their Royal Icing Diploma 
Yes. I think the number of places that offer that is declining. Yeah. But they are based in Enfield. Yes, they are, yes. So you can go to them. Okay. To do the class, yeah. I believe. So if you wanted to, if you're in the UK and yeah. you want to travel down, yeah. and you could spend... But it is quite an intensive... But then sometimes that's better because if you're not local then you're not going to want to come back once every week yeah. for how many weeks are you yeah. you're better off doing it condensed yeah, definitely a few days okay i've also found christine flynn who we talked about earlier so if anybody has been to cake international they may have seen um, in previous years her display of royal icing um, she does a whole range of levels of royal icing from mm. kind of beginner to very advanced and very unusual things that you don't really find in a lot of other places like tea extension work cushion work all that sort yep. of thing so extension work is where you're piping strings of royal icing and they come away from the cake yes so they stick out and they're very delicate um and cushion work is like a a lattice okay this is this is <laughs> This is what makes sense in my head. There's crisps that you can buy in the newsagents that are about 20p a pack. (laughs) What newsagents do you go to for 20p a pack? Yeah, the cheap ones, like the Bobby's ones. They're not branded. Well, they are branded, but they're the the cheap ones. You know you get the chipsticks and the ones that are like little screws and then you get ones that are kind of like puffed up cushion shapes and they've got like a lattice thing. Oh, yes, I'm with you now. Yes. They're like, that's cushion work, yeah. but in, not in crisp, in royal icing. <laughs> and it's attached to the side of a cake. Her students produce beautiful, beautiful work. And you can, um, if you belong to a sugar craft guild, you can persuade them to try and um, get her to come along. <laughs> and demonstrate. Do a dem- yeah, demonstration, yeah. yeah. Brooklyn's College also um, are well known within the UK for being a centre of excellence for sugar craft tuition, really. Um, as I said, Eddie Spence used to teach there. He doesn't teach there anymore, I believe. Um, That's in Weybridge, which is just outside of London to the west. Um, I couldn't find a specific Royal Icing course on their website, which surprised me. So maybe they don't have a replacement teacher, but they do have their general cake decorating and there is a royal icing module within that okay along with flowers and okay. sugar paste so, so it's a bit like the pme it. where yeah, you do you'd yeah. learn it in within in amongst other skills but they are well known for their standard of work they often have um display tables at cake international as well yeah they often enter the collaboration and have a load of stuff on display from their students um we discussed cakes at skills school there's also cake flicks kerry griffiths yeah, <laughs> has um, classes on cake flicks so that's the Paul Bradford it is, school, yes. um which is now called cake flicks yes and he, online you can access it yeah it's an online easy. subscription one and I believe he also has a crafty class too so crafty oh, okay. is now called blueprint yeah really yeah when did that happen it's been a while oh. but if you google if you search for craftsy it will take you to the blueprint website oh, okay and anything that you bought as craftsy is still available on your same login oh okay but blueprint is now a monthly subscription service i believe oh. instead of buying individual classes so they let you do little previews of most of the classes i think so you should be able to find that probably on youtube um okay kerry also has on his website so he's kerry with a c c-e-r-i yes um he has on his website a tutorial section as well. So he's got some bits That's for free, fun. like absolute basics, um, some slightly more advanced stuff so you can get some good quality yep. information there. His style's quite tradi- traditional. I'll put yep. my teeth back in in a minute. I can't speak. <laughs> um, his style's quite traditional, so he does a lot of the pipe borders and scrolls and that sort of thing, but using colour. Um, 
And also, Squire's Kitchen still do royal icing. Um, Tessa Whitehouse seems to be the one who is teaching most royal icing for them. Um, they've got a two-day foundation royal icing course and also a handpipe lace one, which looks like... The two-day foundation, I think, just covers most things that you'd need to yep. know. The handpipe lace looks to me to be a mixture of brush embroidery and... Um, Lace pieces, okay. that sort of thing. I think pressure piping is what I want to Ooh. do more of. Put it on your to-do list. It's on my to-do list, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> right, so what else have we got then? Well, we've talked about some of the skills. So yeah. I think the stuff that doesn't really seem to be in fashion currently is the extension work, oriental string work. That's so sad, though. It's the bit it's, I love. Yeah. It's the it, love. it looks amazing. You know when you look at a cake... And you've got icing that is sticking above the cake. Yes. And everyone looks but and goes, so delicate. How did you yeah. do that? It's like iron work or something, isn't yeah. it? It's really delicate, intricate piping. Yeah. Sticks, yeah. Yeah. Although, I, I, whilst um, doing some research for this, I did find um, an image on the internet of a of a clamp with a cake in between. Oh yes, that's where they, one of Christine's ones. Yeah, yeah, where they where they work on the side of it. Yeah. I just think, wow. Did you do any of the Queen's Cake restoration stuff? No, I didn't. I did, and that was really interesting. So the Queen's wedding cake was vandalised. Um, yes. It was being held in a disused factory, which Scott has got into. Lived there for some time. The cake got vandalised. It probably took anyone quite a long time to realise it. Even left there, let alone vandalised. Yeah, so sad. It was covered in red paint, tipped upside down. There's pictures of it on the British Sugarcraft Guild Facebook page. There's a whole, I think they've made a, a separate folder for it somewhere. Yes. Um, but it was basically one of the Queen's wedding cakes that was made by the Peak Friends factory, which is a biscuit factory in Rotherhithe. Um, they approached the guilds to see if they could assist with its restoration, and the guild decided actually it's not necessarily possible to restore that. What we can do is make you a replacement. Yeah. or a duplicate as it were yeah. so all over the country everyone got involved with it I was part of the group that did the London one yeah. and it was fantastic because you had to look at the originals which was all broken bits and pieces look at old photographs and work, out. and work out what it was that was there and reproduce the same thing and there was all sorts of bits of equipment that you would have needed that back then would probably have been commonplace that we just don't have anymore Yeah. so like you said piping how do you pipe things that are on a curve when yes like you have to have clamps that hold things and turn. Um, there were sections that there were hollow tubes of lattice. That's amazing. Yeah, and that was piped around a broom handle that was held within a clamp. So you had a broom handle and then you had some paper, um, yes. like greaseproof type yep. paper. Yep. So you could take it yeah. off again. So you could take it off again and that was piped. So you turned it as you piped. Uh, and yeah. just stuff like that. It's like you, you wouldn't know how to do it unless no. you've seen it. I've piped a crown onto a... Um, a bottle of bubbly. Oh, really? Before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Always save your bottles of fizz because you never know when you might want to pipe yeah. around them. Yeah. But yeah, you kind of look around the house, don't you, mm. to see what you can find. Yeah. But it's um, all those skills that if back in the day when that cake was produced, yeah. every cake decorator would have known how to do that. And yet now we'd be like, make mm-hmm. it in two parts and stick it together. But it wasn't. Yeah. It was one solid piece. Yeah. Yeah. It was never made in two parts. It was made as a as a solid piece where it's much stronger. Yeah. Can you yeah. imagine having all these broom handles lying around? <laughs> Actually, it probably wouldn't take that long to dry, would no, they? Because it's, they're so yeah, thick. it's quite quick. So, yeah. <laughs> but just having them hanging. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, they've got to be level, haven't they? And then taking them off and sliding them off without sliding, sliding yeah. them. But aren't royal icing is surprisingly strong. Thank goodness. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm surprisingly heavy-handed. 
We talked a bit about um, ingredients, didn't we? We did. There is now vegan royal icing. Yes, yes. That's quite exciting. Mm. That has been um, developed by Prachi Darble Deb with a company called Shigarin. Um, and it's available through the cake decorating company. Mm. I believe it's five ninety five. And apparently you can use it and you can store it and it will last you for absolutely ages. I have got a tub at home. I haven't used it yet. So that I'm might be on the to-do. Yeah. 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 Maybe I'll bring it over and we can have a play. Yeah. I might make some at some point as well because I know you can use the aquafaba, isn't it? Yes. Instead of egg white. So you can make um, vegan meringues with aquafaba. Aquafaba is, if you buy a tin of chickpeas, it's the water that's in the tin of chickpeas. Sounds disgusting. It's sounds disgusting. It's, yeah. it's just, yeah. It works. It works And it fine. does the job. Yeah. yeah. That would be interesting to play with. Yes. Yes. Right. What else have we got? Um, so, yeah, we started talking about skills, didn't we? Oh, we I did, yeah. Love, <laughs> I love wandered. extension work and I love yes. string work. Oriental string work. I absolutely love it. And yes. I don't think either of those things look old-fashioned. I just think they're not in people's consciousness. So when they design, they don't think to add them in their designs. Yeah. Yeah. And it annoys me when people will say um, either it's old-fashioned or that there's no demand for it anymore. It's like, when was the last time a customer came to you and said, I want a cake that's covered in sugar paste, that's got a layer of ganache underneath that sugar paste, <laughs> and that's odd. They don't, do they? No, nope. they'll, nope. they'll probably show you a picture and say, I really like this. Or they might send you a few pictures and be like, I want something like this. Yeah. And then you look at those pictures and you decide, it's you that decides what you use. Yeah. I mean, obviously, if they've got allergies, it's a bit different. They tell you what they can and can't have. But yes. it's the decorator who decides what things are made from. It's not the customer. Mm. Yes. So to yes. say that there's no demand for it is actually, it's not that. It's that you don't put it in your designs. Yeah, yeah. Or not you haven't got the no skill demand. to do it yeah. yet. Yeah. yeah. But actually, I think it's a skill well worth learning. Because oh, it looks amazing. Yes. Not only does it look amazing, but it tastes a lot nicer. Yes. Like, most people will like the taste of royal icing. Yep. Yeah, I loved it. As a and child. you and you feel a real sense of achievement. Yes, producing something that looks gravity defying mm. um, without structure. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah. I love, and I love the like fact that. that you don't need a lot of equipment. Like you can literally have what one piping tube and a piping a, a supply of piping bags <laughs> and a paintbrush. And that's all you need to produce a variety of things. Yeah. In the same way that you can model without tools to a certain degree. Yes. But yeah. you're limited. You're not limited by that. There's so much more you can do with royal icing than you could do with, with modelling paste. So yeah. we've already said about pressure piping. Anything that you can get a mould for, you could pressure pipe pretty yes. much. I mean, you probably wouldn't want to make an entire 3D figure out of royal icing. Yeah. But it would be possible. Yeah. The, your only your only thing is that you need to practice to get to that point you where do. you feel comfortable enough yeah. to do it. But then I think it's a difference between people who like to invest in tools at the minute and they buy lots of stuff. And Instead they don't necessarily use it. And... You should invest in your skills. Yeah. And then it won't cost you very much after that because you'll be able to do things quickly. Like if you mm. can pipe as quickly as Eddie Spence, you can probably decorate a cake in 20 minutes. Yeah. And you can still cover it in sugar paste. But that's the other thing. People are, I think it's sold as, or it looks like it's complicated and people are scared of it. Yes. Whereas they're not scared of trying to get a sharp edge on a cake. They'll happily attempt that for months. Or yes. to get a perfectly smooth covering, they'll happily attempt that but they won't attempt to, to pipe when actually if you put the same amount of time in learning to pipe, you'd be amazing. 
Yeah. And it would be very quick and it would be easy and you could yeah. knock them out just like that. Yeah. And the best way to do it is you can just get um, like a cake drum and just cover it with a bit of plastic. Yeah. And and you can pipe, wipe clean. Yeah. Pipe, wipe clean. Yeah, exactly. Well, the other thing that we used to do was um, buy a packet of digestive biscuits. Oh, yes. <laughs> and just wipe some biscuits. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Someone always wants yeah. to uh, come along and eat them. Speaking of biscuits, I think that is where Royal Icing is making a comeback, is the decorated biscuits. They yes. are gorgeous. Yes. There's some really beautiful, sunny things you can do with them. Yeah. And I think that's where people are going to start going... I want to learn how to do that. Yeah. But yeah. not necessarily making the connection that everything that's been done in that biscuit can be done in the cake the yeah, same way. Yeah, Jane Asher does some lovely... Am I on the right person? Jane Asher? I'm on the wrong person. <laughs> <laughs> like, Marks and Spencer's Who am I thinking of? I have no idea. Who am I thinking of? I don't think it's Jane Asher. No, it's not Jane Asher. It's not at all. I know it's not. Now, going back to cookies. <laughs> okay. Who, who was it that you wanted to talk about? Julia Usher. <laughs> not, not Jane Usher, just to be clear. <laughs> I did look her a bit strangely. I was like, Jane Usher's doing nice things. Hey, she she might, might, might be. But her designs might be quite good. Her for, designs um, might be quite good. Um, it's Julia Usher. Okay. Who, like who I like Usher. to... Have you not? Okay. Who I follow on Instagram. Okay. Oh, and I was going to have my one to watch. <laughs> it wasn't going to be Julia. That's okay. But her, oh. uh, her stuff is... Yeah, it's fantastic. I've got a book of hers at home, actually. Oh, I've just... never even heard of her. Oh, okay. So these are cookies that look like old lace placemats, yes. old doilies, doilies and that sort yeah. of thing. But the really, really fine, real lace ones, not the yeah. cheap, chunky old paper ones. <laughs> <laughs> the really pretty, beautiful ones that you might find abroad in a, in a yes. fancy shop somewhere. She does some beautiful work. Oh, some nice 3D stuff. That's really nice. Is that all real nice? Yeah. Oh, so this is a biscuit that's a bit of a plaque shape. So if you imagine a square with the points and yep. varieties on the corner. Yep. A bit fancy. Yeah, with a 3D dogwood flower with a branch and some leaves and yep. buds. That what's have on the background? Wrapped. It's a pale blue, but I can't see. Uh... <laughs> I thought you meant what's it on? It's like it's a bit it's of kitchen roll. <laughs> <laughs> It looks like it's been used as stents. She's used a stencil and dusted some pale blue dust oh, in a sort of it's my eyesight, fashion. Looks like floor tiles kind of design. Um, quickly, if we talk about tubes and stuff, my preferred brand is PME. As is mine. Is it? Yes. You need a piping tube with, without a seam down it, so without a join, because the sugar crystals are likely to sit in that join when you wash it. And if you don't wash it out completely, perfectly, every single time, what will happen is when you squeeze the icing out, it won't come out straight. No. It will come out at an angle. So if when you're squeezing your piping tube, the icing comes out and curls back on itself, you're never going to be able to pipe well with that because you can't control where the icing's going. No. For that Although reason. it would make a lovely moustache. It would. <laughs> if you attached it to your face. Um, so yeah, PME or Beckanel if you can get hold of them, but they were stopped making the Beckanel tubes quite a long time ago. They so were they a lot narrower as well, weren't they? Yeah, the actual, t- the, 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 the pointiness of, the, of, the, of the cone, they're yes. more pointy. Yes. And the PME ones are a wider cone. Yeah, so if I've got any Beckanel ones, I usually cut the bottom off the piping bag and the, and the thing <laughs> just falls through. <laughs> So you did the PME yeah. ones. Oh, Are you a, a plastic piping bag or a paper piping bag? Now I feel like I've got to confess because I feel like <laughs> if I if I should say I'm a greaseproof make your own piping mm. bag and I'm not. What do you do? I 
buy plastic ones. Do you? Yeah. I can't work with plastic ones. I don't feel like I've got the control with it. I buy... I, I do... Okay, I don't want to confess. <laughs> I can't buy... I can't use the thick ones. I have to, I have to use thin, probably quite cheap piping bags. But it was always for speed. Okay. So I buy um, the very cheap ones from China, uh, which is very bad. And uh, I should make. I, f- I should so make quick to make. I'll make you some. I Sam. know. I know. <laughs> I, I used to make. I used to make them, and I used to keep them in a Pringles. Yeah. Clean out a Pringles yeah. tube, and then stack them all in there, yeah. and it was all wonderful and things. And then I got sloppy and lazy. Oh, I'm gonna go into depression now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, put me. Um, but it, it's so quick. You can just take one, cut off the end, put your nose away, and then I would cut the bag down to the size that yeah. I want it. It's, and it's too dis- it's a lot of waste. It's disposable and it's but bad the for the environment. Paper's disposable as well. Okay. Yes, I know. Right, <laughs> I'm now going. <laughs> no more plastic bags. Okay. Okay. Well, unless you rinse them out and stick them in the recycling, and you can take them down to the supermarket and recycle them with your carry. Okay, bags. I won't use them anymore, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like I can't get the control with the yeah. plastic ones. I squeeze and they stretch. Yeah, they don't, or they're too big. There's too much. Like flapping around over the top yeah, of your hand. Which is and why I do I, I use scissors and yeah. I cut it down. There is also a book at the British Library. So this is why it came up in the conversation earlier because we've been talking yes. about it. The British Library in London, I think it's Euston. And it's called The Lambeth Method of Cake Decorating and Practical Pastries by Joseph A. Lambeth, the man who created the Lambeth Method. That's a nice um, short title, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Catchy. It was made in, it was uh, originally published in 1934. Right. And if you think that Ellie Spence's book is a compendium of information, this yeah. kind of blows it out of the water. I have to make yes. an appointment to see it. It's in their archives and you can go and visit in their reading room. To do that, you need to register with them. You have to come in, they take your photograph, give you an ID card, which you then use because it's a, it's not a, it's a lending library but you can't take the books out of the building because they are right. we stock one copy and this is where the it one. stays yeah so they put it out for you in the reading room on this set date that you agree in whatever time and you can take pictures but the, obviously the books are very old and very delicate so yes. I've been there and taken photos the pressure piping in that book is out of this world yeah I have to say the, the pictures you have got are yeah. amazing I took the pictures on my iPad I've shown Sam this morning um, yeah. there's some circusy ones there's an elephant on a circus ball uh, with acrobats yes. They look like a, someone's bought a mould and they just do. popped it out of the mould. Yeah. They are absolutely incredible. There's Did you just go up and see it for interest? Yeah, yeah. I want Well, for interest, but also I had to create a competition piece where I wanted to do a bit of fresh piping and I just wanted to kind of see what else there was. because. And there's a picture in the book as well, which we saw, which is called The Hunt. And oh if you imagine goodness. an old-fashioned outside of village Maybe, pub, can we upload it onto Instagram? Will it know. go? I don't know if we can. It depends well, if it's someone to copy you up or not, oh. I guess. Yeah, I don't think we can, possibly. I'll have to look into it. But anyway, it's... it's um, if you imagine a photograph of outside a village pub, people on horseback before a hunt, it's that. But the entire thing is made in, in royal icing. It's all piped, the whole thing, and it looks like a photograph. It's absolutely stunning. 
It is really. I'm just having a quick yeah, look. I think see. it kind of opens your eyes to exactly what you can do. We don't think it is online. We've had a little look. Um, if we can find a picture and if we can put it up there, then we will. We will do. But if not, you're, yeah, you've got to go to the British Library. It. Yeah, you might have to look for it yourself. But if you go, it's well worth looking. So if you live near London, do consider going. And hunting is not my thing. I'm not into hunting, but the picture itself the picture is, is yeah, it's exquisite. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, so it's worth a look. Hopefully that's inspired you to. Uh, Take a little look into Royal Icing a bit. On that night, it's time for a break. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Right, okay, now it's time to have a look at the ones to watch. Yes, I've been looking forward to this. Yeah, go on then. You start, Erica. Okay. Tell me what you've found. My one to watch this week is sugar artist Liz Joy of Inspired to Taste. Liz Joy has got the most wonderful inspirational Instagram uh, page. She it says award-winning dessert designer and she's worked for Christian Louboutin, Sephora, Urban Decay, Tory Spelling, Hawk, Forbes, Access Hollywood, and she's based in LA. Is that all? That's all, yeah. <laughs> Not very many. Her work is stunning. It's mainly cookies or decorated biscuits. Um there seem to be two mainstreams that are amazing. So there's the ones that are the portrait biscuits, and these are ones that she's done with various celebs and tends to get commissioned to make, so there's a Kris Jenner, there's Kardashians. It seems to be a mixture of sugar paste and painting and royal icing. And then she's also got her fashion cookies. So these are different, I would say, catwalk type outfits that she's made, taken the picture and made the outfit. They're in stunning, biscuits. aren't they? They're absolutely stunning, they're works of art. And then, as if that wasn't enough, she makes the most incredible pies. These would be impressive if they were cake tops, but they're not, they're pies. So imagine like an apple pie, a giant apple pie that might sit on the table, but the top of it is decorated like an actual picture. There's a Game of Thrones one, there's one that's like a mermaid by the sea, and the background of the sea is all the filling of the pie, and the mermaid on the rock, and the palm trees, and the rest of it is the crust that's Do you know what? I would be gutted if my kids got into that and just <laughs> to my spoon in it. Oh, they're so, <laughs> they're so inspirational and she's got a few little step by step she's also got um, she sells a range of cookie cutters which are a lot of what her designs are based around um, she's won a Cake Masters award as well there was a picture of her um, doesn't say what award she's won but there's a picture of her at the Cake Masters awards in Birmingham in November having won an award which I think is well deserved because her work is fabulous Yes. so that is Liz Joy, inspired to taste. So who have you got, Sam? Um, well, I may have mentioned her before because I thought I would keep with the royal icing. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to um, mention Prachi Darbaldeb yes. from Pune in India. And she, the, the work that she does is exquisite. Yes. She's the lady who has developed this eggless royal icing with sugar in and if you go onto her Instagram account, which is called Cake Decor India underscore Royal Icing underscore Art, and you can scroll down, she also has won um, a, a Cake Masters Award in 2019. 
for her royal icing. Very well deserved. Yes, absolutely. Um, if you scroll down, you will find some fantastic... This miniature of the this mini cathedral in Milan. Yeah, it, it's like a scale replica, isn't it? It it's is. incredible. And the hours that it must have taken to actually do something that small with such detail. Yeah. It's sitting in the palm of her hand. Yeah, um, that's like... All double zero tube work, isn't it? Yes, totally. I can't even imagine how many times that tube must have blocked. I, I, I can't imagine even seeing it, let alone no. anything else. <laughs> and she's done these fantastic Persian rugs. Oh, they're inspired, lovely. Inspired. Um, and they're quite small. Are they because they're sitting on I think they probably are cookies somewhere along the line. Yes, it does even say cookie. Ah. Uh, all made by dots. So actually, a simple technique. Yeah. Made but, to look stunning. Yeah. And because it's been done so small, the actual detail is yeah. fantastic. She is very much one for structure. In fact, she's got one here of... Um, she's got teeny tiny princesses. What? Look at... Oh, look at that. Oh, my goodness. So she's made a little, like, Disney castle. <laughs> and she's got Belle and Cinderella. And then pressure-piped all, yeah, pressure all the princesses in front of it. That's quite incredible. <laughs> all made in her vegan royal icing. So, yeah, I highly recommend. And I know she trained under Eddie as well. Oh, really? Yes, she did mention that when I saw her at Cake International last okay. year. But it's nice to see that she's taken <clears throat> those skills and done something different with it and gone in her own direction. And yes, yeah. And just transformed yeah. the whole look of everything. Yeah, it's like just very yeah. modern, isn't it? But she's also got stuff that's enormous, hasn't she? She's she's. Got... Oh yeah, she yeah she'll she'll create structures. She's got another structure here. Well, actually, it doesn't say what it is. It looks like a cathedral or a palace but, or something like that. Yeah, she's got three of them, and she's actually standing next to them, and two of them are, are taller than her. Oh, they're they're on a table, obviously. Uh, <laughs> but even still, it's, it's like they're at impressive. least the height of her body. Like, <laughs> yes, they're big. They're big for right now. Yeah. Well, if you yeah, if you're gonna stick something <clears throat> together like that, that's just yeah, yeah. incredible. So mm. yeah, so that that will be um, Prachi double Deb. And she is Cake Decor India underscore Royal Icing underscore Art. Mm. Go check her out. I will be following her shortly. Yes. Okay, so, well, that's it for um, this episode. Thank you all guys for listening. We'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on iTunes. We'll link things that we've done in the show notes below. You can follow us on Instagram at the Sugarcraft Junkies. And we'll be back on the 8th of April when we will be talking... Just about. talking. Yeah, just talking. <laughs> we're talking about getting started in Sugarcraft, so the essentials and all the tools we think you need and all the things we really think you don't need. Yes. <laughs> so we'll see you then. Bye. Bye.